How's it going, Blake? It's going pretty good, Brad. How are you doing? You know, I can't really complain too much. So we, uh, we gonna get into this again today? Yeah, I guess that's why we're here. It wasn't a friendly conversation we were having, it was business. Do you think that our business and our friendship are two separate entities? <laughs> well, with the way they go, no. Not really, they're the same thing. I was gonna say, we, are, we run like the worst business in the world with this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even our worst venture because this actually has something physical that you can listen to. I don't know, we've got some other things that are probably... Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> this one's like the best because you can find traces of it existing. We've got other... No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you look hard enough on Bandcamp, you can find a couple scratch tracks on me, and that's it. Well... It's supposed to be for the leader. Just one. I mean, you can find like some of my hidden stuff as well on Bandcamp. Bandcamp.com slash Mount Fuji in red. That's not even close to uh, how <laughs> yeah, you uh, do a URL for Bandcamp, but yes. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mount Fuji in red .com. It's very cool. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna release three albums on my birthday, and I never did. I still haven't even finished them. So maybe next birthday. <laughs> Don't you have like one finished? Yeah. But I wanted to put them all three up at the same time. Go ahead for our listeners, a.k.a. our four friends. Tell them what that's about. I just wanted to make, like, a weird, like, ambient noise album about, like, the world after a complete nuclear meltdown, where it'd be three albums, red, yellow, and then green. Uh, red being, like, the immediate moments and aftermath of the meltdown. Yellow being months to, like, a couple years later where things are still, like, slightly crumbling and then green being when everything is kind of returned back to normal and like the earth reclaimed itself and this is a quiet like zen album i think the first time you explained that to me we were walking down the streets of uh ferndale in the freezing cold and the snow and i still thought it was really fucking cool even though i couldn't focus on anything yeah but my hands being completely frozen <laughs> yeah i came up with this album probably about a year ago now and i still haven't finished it I mean, hey, we've had a project in the works for two and a half years now, so... Yeah... It's one day we'll get this into one it. Is in fruition. What's that? It's a miracle this one's in fruition. Yeah, it only took like six months instead of like three years. It's probably because we already had the whole of the equipment ready to go. True. Very true. The whole time, by the way, I might add. And we just didn't ever sit down and do it. Did you know I found my very first notes that we were going to take during the uh, first iteration of this podcast? Oh, I still have mine. I found mine, and they're very surgical, and they seem like notes I already still take. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I have one note that is just that original like recording session, and then I have another note that has been everything else. Like I'm just putting it all into one master uh, note on my phone now. Oh, you're brave. I do separate notes every week. I just thought it'd be funny to just be able to like see everything every week. Yeah, that's true. In Maybe fact, one I was day. Reading back these old notes, and like they were better than the notes we actually used for the podcast. 
You say better, but are they? In my perspective, they are. So this week, we are doing a bunch of entries because they really, really liked using To The Ark right now, I guess. Yeah, so I guess we're going to get into it. So welcome back to Granite Wasp. The world's only Marble Hornets podcast. And I'm going to keep claiming we're official until we get told we're not official. They're never going to listen to this, Brad. No, they won't, but I'm (laughs) still going to... official Marble Hornets podcast. All right. So we want to get into entry 11? Let me yawn first. Man, I overslept today, and I'm paying for it. Uh, Entry 11. So I watched these last night as homework, and I pitched to you that, hey, we should record tonight. And you were like, no. But, uh... I was busy. (laughs) I'm sure. Anyway. We had a a video, like, accompaniment for this, so I could just put in a video of you staring at your computer typing furiously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because that's what you were fucking doing no no i was not <laughs> uh entry 11 starts with the narrator saying they found a clip of a close encounter that they weren't sure alex was aware of and it now cuts to a clip of alex laying in bed with scribbled pictures all along the wall above his bed he wakes up and picks up the camera and he walks into the hallway to turn on the light and he uh goes downstairs he starts looking out the window of the doorway that we saw back in the first operator encounter in the earlier entries. And he's looking around downstairs and out that window. And then eventually he returns upstairs and lies back down. This is basically another entry in the Alex being sus series. Uh, why do you wake up and do that in your own house? But then when he lays back down, the camera just focuses on him laying there in bed and we see the shadow of the operator appear above him and then it abruptly ends yeah i i definitely wrote down like a little paranoid aren't we alex (laughs) yeah basically this is him in the midst of losing his own mind yeah uh he also i know this wasn't intentional but like i definitely had a girlfriend in like 2010 whose room looked identical to Alex's room currently with all, like, the, like, shitty drawings plastered above the bed. I am really, really glad you said something about the drawings because I was going to ask when you said that. Yeah. the same drawings? No, not the same drawings, but just, like, that whole, like, sketching in your notebook all day, like, fuck the world, I'm, I'm too deep and interesting for these people. And then, like, putting it all up so you're constantly thinking about, like, how, like, deep and interesting and cool you are. Yeah, fair. My, uh, teenage bedroom had, like, every wall adorned with something. And it's still, as an adult at 26 years old, I'm looking around my bedroom and realizing I shouldn't have said anything because every wall has something on it. Yeah, no, my, my room is actually far more, like, decorated with random stuff than it was when I was a teenager now. got six different flags in my room and like one on each wall or two on each wall i have three flags it's uh two different string lights <laughs> like 15 different prints that are framed two posters so when do we grow out of that when do we get to boring minimalist bedroom 
Uh, I think it's whenever you get married and your wife like tells you that like she's designing it, the bedroom. Ah, yes. The old thing I'm never going to have. One day, buddy. One day. A house and a wife. Neither One day. I'm going to be the weird roommate forever. I mean, we both are. Yeah, it's just a matter of time before we're each other's weird roommate. That should not happen, because that will end badly, you know it. <laughs> it wouldn't. In my heart. <laughs> sure, bud. <laughs> but, so, basically this entry was very short. There's a little bit of sustenance there, but it's mostly Alex being sus, and... We don't get much besides the fact that the operator is in fact stalking him in his sleep. I just want to point this out. So I've got the Marble Hornets wiki dot open again. Cool, what's up? Uh, one of the main theories and observations just says, This entry showcases Alex growing, and then in parentheses, and completely justified, exclamation point, paranoia. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Alex is, Alex is sus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So after this, we're going to say the old man line every podcast, but there used to be video replies, and the video reply for this one is from Tubi Art. Yeah, deluge. Uh, do you want to take this one over, or do you want me to say the notes? Uh, the only note that I really had was that uh, you can tell binary is being spoken. I didn't mention binary until impurity, which is later on. But... You notice binary in this one? I think it was binary. I'm reading the uh, the uh, entry right now, and there is some weird shit going on. In this entry? Yeah. Apparently. Do you start like looking this up, or do you want to just do it live every time? I'm just look. I'm just like doing it live. All right, cool. Do that every week. I don't want to look into this. Yeah. Uh, apparently, if you slow down the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, if you speed it up twi uh, like twice as fast, you can hear the word Alex being mentioned, but only in the left channel. Huh. Weird. And then there's a, like, little conversation with speculations and analysis where some person says it says they're saying Alex, another person says, no, it sounds like a parrot. And then uh, the last person's like, to me, it sounds like they're saying kilowatt. Okay, we're going to disregard that last one, especially. I'm like, why are you all arguing when there's, like, the first person has a pretty, like, notable, like, strong uh, theory of Alex. Which would make sense here. Yeah. All right. But anyways, my notes say standard fashion to the arc entry with a pulsating overhead light. We got muffled audio. And at the end of the video, it says the words watching you. Again, these clips are like 30 fucking seconds. I yeah. have not a lot to say about them. Yeah, same. I'm sure if we were both like bigger like ARG fans, like I'm super into ARGs, but I suck at like solving them, we, there'd be a lot more. Yeah, I assume that, but I don't have the brain capacity for that kind of stuff anymore. Also, it's uh, interesting. Uh, so we can, so the way YouTube works, as far as I'm aware, you can't see what is tagged anymore. Uh, but apparently, explain that concept. 
uh, so you can tag a video back in the day, uh, like you still do it now, but like you used to be able to open the description and see what it was tagged as, and then like that, like say I were to type in hamburger, YouTube will automatically crawl for and collect all the things that are tagged with the phrase hamburger. Really? Yeah. So now, but they like you still have to tag things, but they've removed the ability to see them. But apparently, like there's a lot of stuff happening in the tags. At least that's what I'm guessing because each one of the uh, uh, to the arc uh, videos has it cataloged what it was tagged with and this time it just says it was tagged with Marvel and Hornets I mean that makes sense here yeah but like oh. I just I remember like back when I was making uh, YouTube videos like you would sometimes tag it with like various things that have nothing to do with it just to like get like your video into like other things like LMFAO was really big, so it was just like a whole thing to like, you'd make like a funny sketch video and then tag it as LMFAO just to get like it into the band's uh, search. This is like the third time in the past 24 hours LMFAO has come into play in some aspect of my life and I'd like it to stop or for my brain to let them click that they were very good. They, okay, they weren't good, but they weren't trying to be, I think. I feel like they were trying to make some club hits and then disappear. Yeah, well, do you know the whole thing with LMFAO as well? Oh, yeah. I read into it last night. Okay, yeah. That's a whole weird thing where, like, they're the sons of the creator of Motown. Or the son and grandson. Which is very cool, very neat, and also they're related if nobody knew that. Yeah, and, and one of them, like, the other one's uncle. Yeah, imagine, like, starting a duo with your fucking uncle. That's just weird. <laughs> like, not even the cool uncle, either. I mean, I think he's the cool uncle because he was in LMFAO and they made a shit ton of money together. That's fair. Alright, entry 12. Uh, so I don't have my notes open anymore. Give me one second. I was looking up LMFAO again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I was about, about to ask, why did you close your notes? But that's fair. <laughs> I had to know. Alright, so entry 12. The narrator finds another clip, but it has heavy distortion. He says Alex is acting like himself, and this is more of a normal thing. It looks to be some sort of location scouting with another person. But Alex is saying some pretty nonsensical shit to me, at least, because I understood the words, but I didn't know what they meant in regards to location scouting. We see the operator in the distance watching as the camera pans to the left after some distortion. A woman actually does say, what is he doing at the end of this clip? Meaning that somebody else besides Alex did see him confirmed. Yeah, I never and thought that it was like just an Alex thing because he's like, he appears on video. No, I mean like, in the moment when it's happening, they somebody else saw him. Not that, you know, nobody else can see the operator. Fair. Like, we have our first confirmation that, oh shit, somebody actually noticed it that wasn't Alex this time. Because yeah. every opportunity we've had in the past, it's only been Alex. Yeah. The only, uh, I have two notes for this whole, uh, Lay him on me, son. Uh, thing. And it's just like, I just wanted to point out, I'm like, so Alex is not usually a dick because he seems like he's usually a dick. 
Like, they're like, oh, yeah, Alex is acting normal. And I'm like, according to, like, everything we've seen, his normal is, like, super standoffish and mean. And then, I, mean, yeah. I also wanted to point out that I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> this was not a fun video, or, yeah, this is not a fun entry. Oh, see, uh, so last night I did have the time to watch the Blu-ray, and I still fucking didn't do that. Because stupid. <laughs> so I watched these all on YouTube because I was too lazy to wait the 20, 30 minutes for the Blu-ray to start working. Side note, the Marble Hornet Blu-ray, fantastic, phenomenal, I have it, but there's a known issue on Xboxes, only, only fucking Xboxes, to where the, uh, DVD, the Blu-ray says unknown certificate you press yes that's fine continue and then you stare at a fucking blue screen for an undetermined amount of time before it starts working and i just didn't want to do that and i felt like i really needed to watch and get these notes down while i had the motivation to so i just watched the youtube versions this time again i swear to you next time i'm gonna watch the blu-ray but i just couldn't wait the undetermined amount of time that's fair. <laughs> like, it's very nice. It's very cool. I suggest somebody try to track one down if you've got the extra money. And I mean, like, it's going to be over 50 bucks. But you should get one because the quality is fantastic, especially it's, if you don't have an Xbox. It's just, like, wild to me, like, how expensive they are now. Well, they were, like, 50 retail. I paid 50 bucks retail for mine. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I can't say that on our podcast. I was going to say something. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, that was entry 12. We have, next is another video response from our lovely number one Marble Hornets fan to the arc. It's called Impurity, and my notes go as follows. I don't know shit about binary code, but I think it might be. <laughs> this is the rain shot that I was talking about on the commentary they said they just pointed out the window a few episodes ago. And that's all I got, because it's just binary code, and then that same rain footage I was talking about a couple episodes prior. Yeah, so it is uh, binary, and apparently, uh, if you count the zeros, it leads to the binary, which is 26, 5, 18, 15, which, fun fact, translates to zero. Just zero. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't uh, know if you know this. So this is what I think they were doing, is you can actually uh, do binary without ones and zeros, if that makes sense. No, it does not, actually. Uh, so I remember reading about this in, like, a different ARG. I don't remember what, but there is a way to, like, it essentially establish binary, but, like, I can do it with, like, my two hands instead where it's like, if I raise one hand, it's one, and if I raise the other hand, it's zero, and then I can, like, flash my own binary using just that, but you have to, like, know how to, like, decipher which is which. That's strange. So I think that's, that's what they were kind of going for with this, with the uh, dashes on the zeros. I think that that's supposed to work out like that, but I'm not sure. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And it's just, like... I don't know. <laughs> I love reading the speculation and analysis of these things just because, like, people are having actual, uh, like, conversations through, like, the edits of this wiki. 
I mean, yeah, it's also, like, can you see the date of these? What do you mean? Like, the date of the speculation stuff? Uh, no. Unfortunately, I can't. Damn, I was like, huh. I wonder how long ago this was. Me too. But yeah, I thought I can only see, like, the day that the episode was originally uploaded. Uh, but yeah, so my, my thing was just, like, begin, uh, lots of zeros, a dial tone, and then I typed out what I thought was written in at the end whenever all the zeros appeared, and there was, like, words, though, but apparently I missed one of the letters. Because I had, there was RE, but apparently it's there was MRE. Which I don't know yeah. what the, like, uh, what's the word? Like, the significance of there was MRE yet. But, that's a thing. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. You have nothing else about this because I have, again, nothing. I have three lines of notes. Yeah, to, the to the arc videos are a little rocky for us to talk about because, like, we both suck at this. Yep. So, entry 13, baby. We get a forest shot of Alex talking to Troy, which is funny because I wrote Troy down very confidently as his Marble Hornet's name, but his Marble Hornet's name is Jay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Alex is talking to Jay. He uncovers an operator symbol on the sidewalk under brush and branches in front of what looks to be an abandoned building. Now, I am going to go ahead and hedge a guess that Alex made that on the ground there. What? You mean that, like, the leaves didn't just happen to, like, kind of awkwardly fall, like, five of them on top of it for him to brush off? No, I mean, like, Alex, like, wrote it into the ground. I know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh. it's very obvious that he did. Yeah. So we get some audio distortion and cut when he looks up at these dilapidated steps in the distance. And then my man gets spooked and, run gets spooked and runs away as the shot turns into black and white. And Alex starts going up against the side of this abandoned building, and Alex comes around the corner to be face-to-face -face with the operator, and again, we get to see how just truly jacked and ripped the operator is. He's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a thick <laughs> the boy. cuts out after this. Now, I like all this world-building they're doing in these early episodes. It's very fun to watch over again, but my notes are just like very analytical instead of anything else and I can't wait to get past the footage tapes yeah I, I actually have a question for that Do you might know this was uh, the footage tapes the originally supposed to be like all there was uh no no they always plan to go a little bit bigger okay I was just curious if like they like decided like later on like oh like let's make a, an involving story out of this instead of just like found footage like spooky stuff okay so later on in like this episode we're gonna get to see the uh foundation of moving past these tapes yeah so no they always had this in mind because season one was planned from the rip that makes sense to my knowledge they could be wrong but the way they talk about it season one was always fully formed and how far does season one go 
think it's 28 okay. centuries. 28, if okay. I'm remembering right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Also, Josh Cowdery was over last night, and uh, Zach ah. was like, yeah, we should just watch Marble Hornets tonight. And I looked at them both, and I was like, we're going to be up until 4 a.m. on Sunday watching this. Like, we're going to watch it. It's like 15 hours, boys. I totally forgot. We said we were going to have Josh on this week. Yeah, we did. He was here last night. He left uh, at like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yep. But Josh Cowdery stayed over Friday, which was really nice. Wow, just hanging so out with I Josh all the time now, huh? Never come Josh over. Josh actually comes over to my house. You don't invite me over to your house anymore. Brad, please come over any fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have an open invitation to come over. Yeah, but I don't know when you're busy or not. I'm not. That's the answer. <laughs> Fair. No, I'm busy sometimes. Like, I'll have a couple things going on during the week, and then on Sundays at 2, like, 3 to 6 p.m., I'm always busy. But this week, Tom is working an overshift. Shout out to Tom. He picked up a shift for his coworker, so he doesn't get out till 6 o'clock. So that's why I'm recording this so uh, early on in the day. Hey, it works. Yeah, there's actually natural light in my bedroom. It's nice. <laughs> you know, one day, one day the world won't be a bleary hellscape, but who am I kidding? We live in Michigan, and that's every single day is a bleary hellscape. God, we need to move out of here. We should go to, like, Colorado or something. Nah. Shout out to Colorado, though. This place is beautiful. <laughs> Shout out to Colorado. I've never been there. It's gorgeous. I'll send you a bunch of photos. Okay, sounds good. So, after this, we get another To The Ark video because they just couldn't resist making To The Ark videos at this point. Uh, so this one is called Exit. Now, I mistakenly wrote rat as the title, but that's just the first word you see yep. on the screen is rat. And then you see top, rat and top, rat top. That's basically what I am at this, these days. No, it, there's more to it than that. You missed a couple. Oh, cool. What are they? Uh, it's rat, he, or, and top. <laughs> rat, he, or top. Which apparently is actually an anagram for the operator. God, I hate it here. <laughs> that makes so much sense, though. I know, right? I was like, what the hell do any of these have to do with anything? And then it also says, welcome to the arc at the end. Hey, I was going to say, I got notes still. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we get footage of Alex getting into his car, I guess, and then, like, looking around his trunk. So this confirms it to the arc, to the arc, is the stalker. Uh, they are a stalker. They're watching these boys as it's happening. And then at the end, I thought it said, where is the Ark? It does. It I, 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 I'm reading the wiki right now. It actually does say, where is the Ark? I misread it. Okay, cool. Because I wrote that down, just where is the Ark? And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's true. I also want to point out, it's funny. This wiki multiple times spells J's name as either the letter J or as J-A-Y. And if you click on the uh, link to his, uh, uh, his own page, it says the letter J, and then parentheses, revealed on his Twitter to be short for J. I mean, you sometimes you just got to have that writing credit on the Wikipedia page so you add nonsensical stuff like that so you can put your name in the entries. I mean, I guess so, but I'm like, what's, 
Was it ever said that his name was just the letter J? I'm pretty sure it was supposed to always be J-A-Y. Uh, he might sign off as just the letter J on Twitter. I've never taken a look at the official Twitter. I haven't either. Yeah. We should do that sometime. Whenever it starts. I'm not sure when it actually starts. Fair. Alright, but yeah, so... Uh, I don't have a whole lot else besides just what you kind of went over because, again, it's a to the arc ep uh, video, so it's pretty like puzzly based versus like narratively based. Yeah, it's more so a fun for the fans kind of thing. Yeah, which is like really clever and creative, and I'm glad they did that because also, again, I I have very 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 mixed feelings on Slenderman as a whole. We're but not talking about Slenderman here. Let me finish talking. Uh, <laughs> but I like whenever people kind of use Slenderman as a jumping off point and then bring in their own ideas and lore to it. Just say you like Everyman Hybrid. Well, no, I'm not just saying Everyman Hybrid, but like this, like everything with To The Ark and Maskey is like, it helps make it feel more realized than oh, we're making Slenderman footage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel that, but also, have we gotten Maskey yet? No, but I'm just, I, I know that, like, he comes up. Yeah, he's a new character in the lore. It starts to expound, like, the, the whole world building in this series is phenomenal. Isn't there, like, a second Maskey that everybody just called, like, Hoodie or something? Yeah, there is. Okay, cool. I, I wasn't sure if I was remembering that correctly or not. And you know what? I can't tell them apart. <laughs> I think that the difference is that Maskey just wears a ha uh, mask and Hoodie wore a hood and a mask. I guess we'll find out when we get there, won't we? I guess so. Also, I want to... I'll bring this up. There have been multiple times where people have been, like, in this wiki, like, Hey, Slenderman moves awfully fast. Maybe there's multiple Slenderman. And I'm like... I'm gonna go ahead and say no, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But you know what? Good on you for for believing it. So this is my second longest entry of notes coming up on entry fourteen. I'm starting to think we're gonna get into long form episodes pretty soon. Yeah, I think we will. We and uh, we're gonna have to tackle that when we get there. But we might just be doing a few entries per episode. But we could probably just kick it with five and make these, like, hour-and-a-half-long episodes. What do you say? Yeah, we'll, we'll you know, play it by ear. We're just going to make them hour-and-a-half episodes. Probably, knowing us. <clears throat> so, entry Yo, 14. Wait, wait. I want to bring this up real fast. I just clicked on the entry 14 Wikipedia, yeah. or Wikidot, uh, and every one of these entries has, like, a YouTube-embedded video. Uh-huh. But on this one... There is also a screenshot of 2009 YouTube, like, player. No fucking way, send it to me. I'll send it to you right now in the Discord. Just so you can see, like, I'm, like, so nostalgic looking at this thing. Like, it has, like, the little shitty button for HQ only and everything. Oh, my God, I'm so ready. Alright. Alright, I just sent you a link to it. Let it be known, Brad didn't send me the image. He just sent me the fucking link. Yeah, because it's going to be way easier and faster than me downloading the image and then uh, uploading it to you. I can just send you the link so you can click one button and see it. 
Oh my god, and it's hosted on Protobucket. Yeah. Emailing me, by the way. Really? Yeah, my old account, apparently they like shrunk down the size of storage over the years, and my old account is pushing over that limit, and they're like, we will delete all of your old photos. And I'm like, okay, delete them. <laughs> all I ever had on mine was just like re-uploads of like anime characters I used for uh, RP, uh, RP purposes on Gaia. There is straight up at least two to three hundred original sprite art that I did as a child making Chow fig like Chow characters from Sonic the Hedgehog. And I didn't even like Sonic like that. I just like Chows. Uh-huh. You say that, but you spent probably several hundred hours making Chow fan art, so I think you like Sonic like that. I bro, that's the only Sonic game I truly played like that. In the Chow Card only. I mean, we all did that. That that was just a major part of our childhood was the Chow Garden. Yeah, this YouTube player, it's like nostalgic, yet I can see it. Yeah. It was there. Yeah, I can like... I just remember this. I remember like... I remember whenever YouTube in- introduced buffing into the videos. Or this, buffering. Because you can see like the video is fully loaded. This person had a fast connection, obviously. Or they yeah. waited two hours. Oh man, the good old days. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it bad. But entry fourteen. I'm gonna go ahead and just fucking shoot off with these notes because there's a decent amount. Please do. So we just get a dark bedroom shot for a few seconds, and then a tendril slowly opens the door. We see how truly tall the operator is. He looks like somebody told him it's dinner time, and he's slowly making his way out of the basement door. <laughs> Come down because for he dinner. has to come out, he has to hunker down and then like stand up out of the door frame because again, truly jacked. He's just ripped. And then Alex suddenly wakes up and turns on his light and moves the camera around, but the operator is not there. We'd just seen him, but he ain't there. Spooky shit. Narrator says thirty-two minutes pass on this tape before Alex changes it, and the perspective shifts with Alex with blood all over his face. And then the narrator says he needs to find out where Alex has gone. And my last note is, I think this is the point where I actually got super interested for the first time in this series because there was blood and it was starting to like rev up the stakes of this instead of just being like, hey, check out these spooky videos I found. Like People are actually getting hurt now. Yeah, this is like the first one that feels like it has like stakes in it. Like there's like actual like momentum to what's going on. Things are starting to ramp up other than like, oh, Alex is paranoid because he's being stalked by a businessman. <laughs> I mean, I too would freak out if a businessman was stalking me. But yeah, uh, my uh, entry is like, I wanted to say like, the way that whoever is playing uh, the Slenderman in this, or the operator in this specific video, like moves genuinely unsettling. Like the way that they like just shift mm-hmm. around is like really uncomfortable to actually like watch. Yeah, he's got a fluidity to him that humans shouldn't have. And then, whenever, like, we saw the inside of Alex's, like, room, I definitely just thought about that, like, famous tweet that's, like, guys really live like this and think it's okay, and it's, like, a uh, GameCube playing Melee and then, like, a shitty, like, folding chair on, and the TV's on the floor and that's the entire apartment. I mean, yeah, this is, what, 2009 at one of the peaks of Melee when this was like a major thing I just like I just couldn't stop thinking about that tweet 
And then uh, also, I know that they didn't sample this, but it's the exact same alarm noise. Uh, like how the episode ends with Alex like just sitting there while his alarm goes off. That is the exact uh, alarm that Clipping uses in the song Wake Up. Really? Yeah, like I heard that and immediately I heard, uh, just started singing the chorus to wake up to myself. Damn, I'm unfamiliar. Uh, I will send you a link right now so you can listen oh, I have to it. Spotify, baby. Well, you keep yelling at me that, like, you need links and shit, so I'm sending <laughs> you the link right now. Okay, thank you. Got it. But. It was, it was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be when I just clicked on the YouTube video. I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah, because I have headphones in. Oh, so it was just, like, rocking your whole skull. Yeah. That sucks. Um, so after this, we get another To The Ark entry. Like, dear God, how bored were you guys making these entries? I swear to you. <laughs> uh, so it's called Program, and it opens up with a TV color test screen, which I find fascinating and horrifying at the same time because these used to haunt my nightmares as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very cool. If nobody knows what I'm talking about, you're too young for this podcast anyway. Um, we get more footage of the window outside of their apartment more code, more of me realizing I'm fucking stupid it ends with the words bleed more yeah I I literally wrote like yeah I got nothing on this one <laughs> yeah it's pretty cryptic it's back in the full swing of them trying to do an ARG along with this I just want to like give a quick shout out to this guy Dave Flamerock, who is like on every single speculation and analysis uh, for every Wikidot entry. Dave, if you're out there, like, good on you for being this dedicated to like the ARG part of this uh, web series. Yeah, there's people that were just like, I have to do this. I have to fucking do this. It's my life's work right now. Is this I, ARG for a YouTube series in 2009? I love ARGs so much, but I'm so terrible at them that I just like watching people like solve them and then like an hour-long video on YouTube about that. That is literally my extent of liking ARGs. I, I try, like, you know me, I try to like be involved in them, but I'm always like, I, I, I got nothing, guys. And they're like, oh yeah, if you just download the video, reverse it, run it through a spectrogram, you get coordinates, plug those into uh, GPS, you end up in Stonehenge, find this one rock that's overturned in Stonehenge, there's a symbol on it, that symbol re- uh, references back to the German industrial band, Einstein's Neue Baten, and there we go, we figured it out, this puzzle, and I'm like, what? <laughs> How? How did you get that? Well... I'm going to go ahead and wager that they're fucking nerds. I'm just like, I wish I had that kind of like motivation and dedication to anything. Also, the kind of energy it takes to figure out how to do stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did you like learn this? Well, the certain tone I heard in the background means that there is a backmasking in a side of a spectrogram image, so I have to extract it that way. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? You can hear that tone? And they're like... Oh yeah, you can't. And then you find out these people have like five thousand dollar headphones just for this exact reason. Yeah, no, that always happens. I'm just always thinking like, how do these people solve these and like the cicada stuff? Oh, yes. Turns out they're super rich and that's their whole job. The cicada stuff is like the most like wild thing to me. Yeah, we'll get into that eventually. 
entry later another time, because I can talk about that for a very long time. Sounds like a plan. <clears throat> so, this will be our last formal entry, and it actually has the longest amount of notes I've ever taken on this podcast so far. Uh, entry 15. This is where we're shifting into the real world, real life stuff. This is going on at current moment with the narrator, Jay, and him. So the narrator has found Tim, one of the actors from Marble Hornets, and has a meeting arranged. In order to convince him to meet up with him, he had to tell him that he was finishing the film and wants to do a screen test. We get the narrator's name now. It is Jay. They meet each other, and Tim is being very fidgety. The camera is focused on from his neck down to the bottom of his chest. He is fidgeting the entire time this video is shooting. They talk about Alex being a friend of Brian's. Now, Brian lived next to Tim, and Tim was only asked to be an actor in the movie for convenience, because he lives next to Brian. He starts talking about Alex after getting asked prodding questions by the narrator, Jay. First of all, he does say he was a decent director at first, but after a while he was a huge dickhead and suffered from major paranoia, waving the camera around a handheld one always on set. During this interview, Tim is coughing. Lots of coughing talking about the massive amount of tapes that Alex had. He says, way more than necessary to shoot a project like this, and he's been using them for personal projects. And then later goes on to say that Alex has moved away, no idea where he went, or why he went, and he hasn't heard from Brian in a while either. But then starts to talk about hearing rumors of people leaving dead animals in Alex's front yard. When asked if there was anything out of the ordinary about the scouting locations, he says, nope, just fine. And then they talk about the animals for a really long time. Like He's like, well, what kind of animals? Was it a dog he was killing in his front yard? And he's like, no, dude, that's weird. Just regular, like, animals. And then out of the blue, he just gets asked about the man in the suit. Tim says, maybe. It was several years ago. I don't think I'd remember a guy in a business suit all these years later. Tim says he needs to go. He has lunch over. The video ends abruptly. Yeah, I just wanted to point out, like, I really hated Jay in this video. Was it the weirdness of his asking? It was the weirdness of his asking, but, like, he would, like, ask Tim a question, and then Tim would say, like, two words, and then Jay would just immediately cut him off and talk over him for, like, another, like, minute straight. And I was like, dude, just let this guy get a single word in. Like, you want to hear this stuff. Like, I get you're, like, interested in, like, paranoid of yourself, but I was like, let Tim give you any information. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know if Jay were to come up to me and be like, hey, you know, I'm reshooting stuff for Marvel Hornets. First off, I'd be like, cool, Marvel Hornets was an awful time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a very bad memory I have. Thanks for bringing it up. It's been years of therapy. And then, like, be like, let me just let you know, let's just run through some stuff. And, like, you know, make sure you still got it. And then you're like, okay, yeah, sure. So, anyway, ignoring Marvel Hornets, uh, Alex Creeley is, like, weird, isn't he? And, like, was he being followed? And stuff like that. It's like, again, you're trying to, like, convince this guy to, jo to sign on for Marvel Hornets. And you're, like, giving him no reason. Like, you're actually just acting, like, really creepy towards him. So about this movie we're shooting, anyways, was there a guy in a business suit following you? Did you see that? Was it weird? Was he there the whole time? Yeah, I was just like, 
Jay, like, you are... You did not plan this at all. Uh, we start to see that Jay has nothing figured out right here. This dude is desperate, and he's very scared. I'm starting to think, you know, that maybe Jay should have listened to Alex and destroyed the tapes and just gone on with his life. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have this wonderful story to talk about 11 years later. True. We would not have this podcast. And you know what? Deep down, I like to think that Jay, or Troy, really, he was thinking about us whenever he made this uh, idea of our Marble Horns in the first place. Two greasy people, 11 years from now, are going to talk about this pod, this series we did for an excruciating amount of time. <laughs> and they're going to be very bad at ARGs and not actually understand how any of the To The Ark stuff works. They're going to have to go on a Wikipedia made by other greasy people to figure out what we were doing right there. Oh no! What's up? I just realized that my friend Dave Flamerock was not in the speculation and analysis uh, this no time. On the two of the arc or for the entry? Uh, for the entry. Oh, that's fine, but he better be there for two of the arc. If he's not, then I'm going to assume he died. <laughs> rest in peace, Dave Flamerock. You heard it here. That's the name of the episode, Rest in Peace, Dave Flamerock. <laughs> <laughs> on the only official Marble Hornets podcast, we are sending out a memoriam tribute to Dave Flamerock. The guy whose name I just keep noticing because it's also spelled D A V. Dav. Dav Flamerock. Dav Flamerock, maybe. This one goes out to you, buddy. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the episode, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, you don't even have the name of the second episode ready. Oh, I do. I wrote it down already. Alright, cool. Anyway, so the last entry we're talking about tonight is a To the Arc one. Um,. There's no substance to it, really, like, sincerely, uh, but I'm going to guess the Wikipedia is like, hell yes, there is. This is a very significant one, Blade. Why did you not notice this? Yeah, it's very, it's very in-depth. Cool. So my notes were, it's called Advocate. It says TikTok on the screen. We show the car scene, the car scene shoot again. The one with the This Town speech that is quite literally one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. We, it is distorted with more numbers, distorted audio and video until it ends abruptly. This it's is really the uh, this town for, speech, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I didn't even realize that. Abrupt parts of the series, like everything, cuts. There is no like solid finish to anything. It's just ended right there. Yeah, I really, I literally wrote one line. And I was like, I think this is binary writing, but I still don't know binary at all. Maybe this podcast will teach us how to read binary. You know what? We should learn how to read binary, and then the last to the arc, we should try to decipher without <laughs> the help of the wiki dot. <laughs> we'll try to decipher the own to the arc, the very last one. Yeah, that's the only one is the last ep uh, to the arc we try to decipher on our own. You know, the last one where they've honed their skills the entire years-long uh, ARG they've been running. Yeah, the, the most complicated one by far, probably. <laughs> yeah, we should, though. Uh, so... Go ahead and give me the wiki details for this one. Uh, so, the summary is just, Advocate was uploaded October 12, 2009. It's a reply to entry 15. The description is 00110111. It's tagged with Marvel, Hornets, and Ark. And it begins with a black screen that says TikTok written upside down. At two seconds, Brian starts. Uh, it's the same as entry 7, but the footage doesn't match up to anything in entry 7. So, this isn't actually that. 
Uh, this is just another part from that entry, but not what we saw. And then it goes through like all of the like different binary uh, like writing they have. And then the binary over Brian's image has been interpreted as a binary clock that reads from zero to 10, I guess. Uh, the video description translates to seven in ASCII. Uh, da, da. Good news, our good friend Dave Flamrock is still alive. Okay, so we're not gonna name this rest in peace Dave Flamrock. No, I'm definitely still naming this rest in peace Dave Flamrock. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this will just be a living tribute. Yes. I'll change. Oh, that'll be it. the living tribute to Dave Flame Rock. I love that. <laughs> uh, there's an S symbol in the top right corner of the video. I didn't even notice. I I didn't notice that, but I didn't know what it was. But apparently, like it might actually be the Greek sim symbol for Sigma. Actually, I also would not know that because I didn't make it to college either. <laughs> uh, and apparently, if you uh, speed up and change the pitch of the audio it sounds like the words flee now is being said repeatedly throughout the video flee now, flee now, flee now. or it could be morse code okay I'm and then there's also a spoiler for entry 64 here for some reason oh okay sorry about that homie well no it, I, I, you have to click on it to see what it says okay don't I, I already did, and it doesn't give me any context. It just says that like it might actually be saying leave now instead of flee now. I don't know what that's in reference to. But yeah, that's that's advocate. Again. That's all we got on this one because they're just you know. Yeah, yeah we we don't. We will learn binary for the last uh, to the arc. <laughs> I promise you, dear podcast listeners, who are also our friends because we don't have strangers, we are not going to learn binary. Hey, hey, we had 18 uh, downloads on our first episode so far. Downloads? They just didn't stream it? Well, 18 listens altogether. That's what I saw. I, it could be downloads. It could be streams. I don't know. Send me our Spotify stats. I don't know how to actually see that. I just know how to look at it on Anchor. Okay, I'm going to have to have you learn how to do that because that's why I wanted to control distribution so I could look at stats every single day because I'm a loser. I mean, I can give you access to that stuff. Perfect. Also, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and be outright with it. Uh, three of those listens were me. <laughs> <laughs> you listened to it more than I did. I listened to it when it first came out in my room uninterrupted and I got distracted. Oh no, two of those were me. So I listened to it un uninterrupted, undistracted in my bedroom and then I got distracted so I missed it. So in my car the same day when I was helping Tom move into his new apartment, I uh, on the way there and the way back, it was just enough time to listen to it in full and I wanted to play back and see how I sounded because I'm very self-conscious about everything I do in my entire life. And that so are. that's why I put on this fancy microphone for the third episode because I sounded like total garbage. And we'll see how we sound on this one. I don't know yet. I'm hoping better because if this was all for nothing, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I'll get ready to scream, buddy. Yeah, probably because you're not a very good mixer. I, I couldn't have, I didn't have any control over mixing when we recorded into Anchor. Okay, fair enough. 
We'll see how you do this time. Yeah, I don't know if I can actually mix with clean audio or clean feed. I'm not sure it how this works. It gives you a straight up uh, raw output file. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is I don't know if I can mix our uh, channels separately. Oh, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, it might because uh, it might do the same thing that Anchor did, where it just shoves it into one uh, file, and I can mix from there, but it'd be several hours of working on editing because I'd have to separate each of our individual channels and then mix them separately and then put them back together and mix them again. Fair enough. We'll just see how it pans out. Yep. So we've got our wonderful ending segment, I guess, where we recommend something to each other. Yeah, I think we're there. So, you want what I've been listening to or what I've been watching? Literally, you can recommend even an experience. If you remember last week, I said uh, go to Hot Topic and try not to steal stuff. Oh, okay, that's true. So last night with Josh Cowdery and Zach, and I think Quinn stayed for most of the movie, we watched Possessor, the Cronenberg's son's new film from this year. Oh yeah, I'm going to watch that. Oh my god, it's so good. Like, it's fantastic. The whole, everybody who watched it was like, damn, that was really good. Hell yeah. Also, it's a Cronenberg movie, and I'm a little stupid, so I had to look up a couple things after <laughs> the movie, and I was completely satisfied with what the answers were. Cool. It's very, very good. And, uh, lately I've been listening to a playlist I made called 7th Grade, where it's just everything I listen to in 7th Grade. Yeah, I've been I haven't been listening to that playlist, but I have been li- just listening to a lot of like MCR and him. Yeah, MCR, him, CKY, the Academy is, and the Blood Brothers are uh, what's on that playlist. Good. Like that's just a staple. I even fell asleep listening to it this morning because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get 20 minutes more sleep. Oh, uh, were you not a 69 Eyes fan? Uh, I wasn't. They were so good because like it was so over the top, like sexual and like almost almost to the point of cringy but like you almost deep down hope they were in on the joke but you're not sure i listen to fucking juggalo stuff for that well i'm just saying like i i assume that they're in on the joke because their name is literally the 69 eyes uh you know they might really just take themselves out seriously and they might i don't know that's the problem i feel like they do I feel like they really do. Probably. So what's your recommendation, Brad? Uh, my recommendation is actually a show that uh, some friends showed me a couple days ago called Taskmaster. It's on YouTube, and it's a British like television series, but like the entire series is on YouTube for free. Okay. And on. the best thing I could compare it to would be like old school Whose Line Is It Anyways, but way better. So it's a game show, question mark? Kind of. Uh, the premise of it is there's a guy na- uh, named the Taskmaster, who's this uh, comedian Greg Dav- Davies, and then he has a co-host, who's uh, the guy Alex Horn, and they have each season five different comedians on the show, and they have to go through like various very bizarre and stupid like challenges, <laughs> and then whoever wins at the end of the uh, series gets to bring home a uh, a trophy of Greg Davies' head. That's all you win. Okay. okay. But, like... Well, it's, it's, it's funny, right? It's, it's legitimately one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. So, like, some of the stuff they had to do was, like... In one of the last episodes I watched, uh, they, like, they give them a challenge that is extremely open-ended. So, it was, like, 
you have to cuddle Alex in a special way. Oh? That's it. And then, like, Greg just decides who wins, like, based on, like, his own criteria he makes up. Or, like, bring me in your best hat. Oh, my God. And so, like, you get a lot of stuff. And, and like, you get, like, just all these, like, weird stuff. Like, Noel Fielding was on uh, one of the, the one series I binged yesterday, which he's one of my favorite comedians. So, like, I was always rooting for him. Uh, but, like, at one point it was, um, like, they walked out and there was a canvas on a, uh, like, big rug. And the challenge was you had to paint a picture of the Taskmaster, but only the paint and brushes were allowed to touch the rug. What? So they had to find a way to paint from, like, eight feet away or get the canvas closer to them. And they're given, like, free reign of any tools that they can find. And it was, like, it is legitimately one of the funniest shows I have ever watched. It's, I can't, like, I'm doing a bad job describing it, but, like, check it out. Just type in Taskmaster on YouTube, and you'll find it. Like, the official channel uploads every single episode. They're on, like, series 10. So this and is it, ongoing. Yeah, like, it's currently happening right now. What year did it start? Uh, I think it started in 2010, but I'm not sure because it's British, so, like, they do, like, short seasons, but they might do multiple seasons a year. Yeah, anything British just really goes over my head, if it's not spaced or Edgar Wright. And, like, I'm waiting to see, like, Simon Pegg or Nick Frost or Edgar Wright to show up on, like, an episode. And when they do, I will actually watch it for the first time. You should watch it anyway, like... Watch series four because it has Noel Fielding and then uh, this girl Mel, like, Groivik, I think her name is, who is uh, the old co-host of Great British Baking Show before Noel uh, replaced her. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I've never watched Great British Baking Show. Well, that's my other recommendation is to watch that show. Damn. Yeah, so uh, I think I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, baby. I love you. I love you too. Now, how do I end this? (laughs) I don't know.